Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 through 7. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the tramping warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, Bean, here we are, Isaiah 9. We've probably, most of us have heard this passage before. He should be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Our kids and covenant kids are singing this passage. Um, you know, it's very uh, well-known. You know, maybe less well-known is every boot of the tramping warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. It's a little more emo than um, <laughs> we probably tend to think of this, you know, otherwise really joyful passage. And I love biblical passages that have some dissonance yeah. in it. And so here we have war, garments rolled in blood, a prince of peace, a child, a child, uh, you know, the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. Right. What are your thoughts on today's passage? Well, yeah, I mean, we had, we, we kind of discussed in Isaiah seven and, and even referred to Isaiah eight, sort of the, the season of judgment and darkness, mm -hmm. speaking of this future sign Emmanuel coming. Yeah, yeah. And here we have chapter nine and it's like in it, you know, bursting through the darkness comes the light, this great offense into mm -hmm. the darkness, yeah. the light of this promised sign, Emmanuel. And <clears throat> when I'm looking at this passage, man, I just see so much like paradox. We see that this Messiah, he bursts onto the scene, this, this light, um, as a sort of a conquering Messiah. He's ending all wars. He's putting an end to, uh, he, he's tramping uh, warrior in battle tumult, every garment rolled in blood. But yet at the same time, he's bursting onto the scene as a child. And so mm. we see this great strength, this conquering Messiah bursting onto the scene. But then we see that he comes onto the scene really in, in weakness um, as a child. Um, and so, yeah, this, this passage has a lot going in, going on in it. You got some emo uh, yeah. features about it. And yeah. then, yeah, then we have um, just some, some, some question that comes to mind. Absolutely. You know, when we see blood or wine in Isaiah or in the prophetic passages, we should really zone in because it's, it's both, pointing backwards and pointing forwards. So, you know, blood is like the central currency uh, of Judaism at the time, right? Like it, it is without the shedding, as it says in Hebrews, without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sins. Mm -hmm. And then it's also the central currency of Christianity. 
except right. now instead of the blood of bulls and goats and sheep, it, it's the blood of Christ. And, you know, so we, we have these garments rolled in blood, but then we have this Prince of Peace. Mm. And, you know, I, I think it's really important. We're walking through essentially a crash course in biblical theology this Advent season, you know, going from the very beginning up to the arrival of Christ and, and seeing how, you know, as we've talked about, when you view scripture without Christ, it is this really strange book of seemingly unrelated right. stories and, and wonders and confusing things. But with Christ at the helm, all of these things become signposts and, and directions to the Messiah who is to come. And what Isaiah eventually works to is that the blood that is central in this covenant in, in, with Emmanuel is actually his own, that he will be crushed and he will be led like a lamb to slaughter, you know, silent before his shears. And that is why, you know, the Prince of Peace, the Prince of Shalom, universal universal flourishing and welfare and soundness, it points us right back to the Abrahamic covenant that God is not just establishing, you know, like Abraham's race as the superior race. That is not the point of the Old Testament right, narrative. Right. He promises Abraham through him, all nations of the world will be blessed. Mm. And so a Messiah is coming and he's actually going to enter into our warfare, into our hard work, into these broken things. And he's going to bring redemption and right. shalom from them. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. He's going to, one of the the things about this reality is we have, sort of this this very present reality of we have what's going on in the old covenant so mm-hmm. um this promise of, of a messiah even though israel is currently in this season of of darkness and judgment mm-hmm. so there's a future promise and then we we know that christ comes and, and mm-hmm. establishes uh, his kingdom and he he enters the world as a child and he he ultimately accomplishes sal- accomplishes salvation for us uh, through his death and resurrection um but then we have this future hope and reality mm-hmm. uh where you know, he's actually going to put all enemies, all opposition uh, to rest. He's going to do that by conquering sin, but he's also going to do that by establishing a new heavens and a new earth. And so you almost have this um, kind of already not yet tension here in this passage um, that is really, uh, I think, really applicable to where we are in the here and now, but also as we we wait longingly for his return. Amen. You know, to close, I want to read these words from Revelation 1, which is the, the greeting to these seven churches who are addressed in Revelation. And I think it helps us kind of bring full uh, circle a lot of these themes. Grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come from the seven spirits who are before his throne and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, the ruler of kings on earth. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood Mm. and made us a kingdom of priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. You know, we see all these things basically reiterated. We see this king, the the ruler of kings on earth and his kingdom, which is going to, you know, will stand forever, which is established by his blood. Right. And so this is what Christ fulfills and he's no longer 
just the sacrifice. He is the king mm. of rulers on earth. Amen. So great word from Isaiah 9. We'll continue in this Advent study tomorrow. For Billy Bean, this is Will Carlisle. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.